Hey, my name is Cindra Kampoff, and I'm a small town Minnesota gal, Minnesota nice as we like to say it, who followed her big dreams. I spent the last four years working as a mental coach for the Minnesota Vikings, working one-on-one -on -one with the players. I wrote a best-selling book about the mindset of the world's best, and I'm a keynote speaker and national leader in the field of sport and performance psychology. And I am obsessed with showing you exactly how to develop the mindset of the world's best so you can accomplish all your goals and dreams. So I'm over here following my big dreams and I'm here to inspire you and practically show you how to do the same. And you know, when I'm not working, you'll find me playing Miss Pac-Man. Yes, the 1980s game, Miss Pac-Man. So take your notepad out, buckle up, and let's go. This is the High Performance Mindset. Jim Rohn once said, You don't get paid by the hour. You get paid by the value you bring to the hour. Jen Sincero said this about money mindset. Take responsibility for the fact that you create everything in your life via your thoughts, beliefs, focus, actions, and energy and that you have the power to shift your money mindset and raise your frequency. And Jane Atkinson, the guest in today's episode, talked today about how this belief transformed her current money mindset. People need me now more than ever. This is your host, Dr. Sandra Kampoff, and thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm grateful that you are here, and if you know that mindset is essential to your success, then you are in the right place. And I hope you are having a great summer. This is the weekend here where I am recording the intro to this episode, ready to head to my son's baseball games for Saturday, and I can't wait to be out in the sun, and I'm hoping you're enjoying your June as well. Also, if you haven't already, we have a high performance mindset community over on Facebook where we're posting these episodes live and you can get them live before they're launched over here on the podcast and ask us any questions as we are live. So to join, you can scroll down to the notes on this episode and you can find the link or you can just search High Performance Mindset Community on Facebook. Can't wait to see you over there. In today's episode, I have a very special guest. She is my personal speaker coach, and I'm so pumped to have her. I have been part of Jane's Mastermind for two years and have had her as my speaking coach. And she has helped me level up my speaking. Uh, in one year, for example, I doubled my income just speaking with her coaching. And today we're talking about the mindset of money, which applies to all of us regardless of what we do. And many times we have deep-seated beliefs about money that have come from our family, our friends, society, and other influencing factors. So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about how to address those limiting beliefs with the power of her thought model. And I have to say, this work has really helped me over the last several years as I have transformed my mindset about money. My business has grown tremendously. And so I'm really excited to share this episode with you today and provide you the opportunity to learn from Jane and her wisdom. Jane Atkinson has been helping speakers catapult their careers for more than 30 years. She's the author of The Wealthy Speaker 2.0, The Epic Keynote, The Wealthy Speaker Daily Success Planner and Journal, and her latest book, Scaling Your Speaking Business, 10 Strategies for Learning More While Doing Less. I have each one of those books and they're tremendous, so I would definitely encourage you to go pick those up. Prior to coaching, Jane worked as an agent for several speakers whose careers skyrocketed. She also served as the vice president of the Speakers Bureau in Dallas, where she represented several celebrities, best-selling authors, and business experts. 
Jane has a wealthy speaker school, which again, I highly recommend, which offers online courses, masterminds, and private coaching programs for speakers at all levels, helping them position for higher fees to build the business of their dreams. And in today, this episode, Jane and I talk about where our beliefs about money come from and how they limit us, a powerful thought model that we can use to examine our limiting beliefs and thoughts, how she has personally conditioned her own mindset about money and her value, and we talk about the impact of COVID on our own beliefs about money and our potential, and ultimately how you decide the thoughts that you will have about money. For the full show notes and description of this episode, you can head over to syndracampoff.com slash 436. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find Jane and I on every social media channel by searching Syndra Campoff and then Jane Atkinson. So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what really stood out to you about this episode and how it's helped you transform your beliefs about money. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating and a review. This helps us reach more and more people each and every week. So if you're listening on your iPhone, for example, you can just scroll up and leave us a rating and a review there. Enjoy this episode with Jane Atkinson about mastering your money mindset. Without further ado, let's bring on Jane. Jane, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm so excited to talk to you about money mindset and speaking. Um, how are you doing in Canada today? All is well. Um, I'm not sure when this podcast is going to air, but so uh, we are just starting to come out of lockdown. So we're behind you. We're. Uh, I was just saying to somebody else, we're ahead of you on mental health, but we're behind you on vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I think that that's just an interesting little thing to to compare countries, but uh, we're yeah. doing we're doing really well. I think we're uh, we're on the right side of things. I hope. Well, I it's, that's great to hear, and I'm really excited to talk with you today. Um, and things are opening up here, and I think this is a really relevant topic to talk about today, as things are opening up and businesses are opening up. The speaking profession is opening up in terms of more live events. I just told Jane, I was at yesterday, I was speaking to 150 healthcare workers and I'm like, wow, you know, people really need positive messages right now. Yeah. The resilience conversation for anybody who's been on the front line of this for a year and a half uh, is so important. So what's really rising up in my, in, in our industry of speaking is bouncing back, how to work through change, leadership, resilience, you know, all of those topics, even mental health keeps coming up again and again and again. It's something that's so, so needed right now. So your topic is hot, 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 Sindra. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I, that's what I feel as well. People need really tangible strategies because we've been through a lot. Yeah. Um, and Jane, I say yay for the bounce back part. I don't mm -hmm. say yay for the reason why people need them. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. But we have been all in this together. And I know a lot of people have been saying that, but it, it is interesting because no matter, you know, who you talk to, we've been through this really, you know, difficult time um, and about, we need to bounce back even stronger. And I think uh, today we're going to be talking about bouncing back with your business and scaling your business. Um, and to get us started, Jane, just tell us a little bit about how you got into the work of supporting speakers and as a coach, just tell us a little bit about your background there. Well, I started as an agent for professional speakers way back uh, 
over 30 years ago, I was like a representative. So I would book my speaker and um, I represented three different speakers, each, you know, getting bigger and better. And, you know, the final speaker that I represented went from zero to a million dollars a year over the course of about four or five years. And so I also had the luxury of spending six years under the roof of a speaker's bureau in Texas. So for four of those years, I was managing this speaker who was married to the owner of the bureau. But I really got an eye opening in terms of what speakers did to approach speakers bureaus and how we booked people and how they got chosen and how people got seen in a pack of in a sea of speakers. And so that was incredibly interesting. And then I came back to Canada after uh, 9-11 and I hung out my shingle as a coach. And I learned, I got trained by CTI, Coaches Training Institute. And uh, it was incredible to kind of learn the foundations of coaching. But really, my practice was a combination of coaching and consulting. You know, we've worked together. So you know that if you ask me a question, I'm going to tell you what I think, which is sometimes not exactly what coaches are meant to do. They're meant to help people find their own solutions. And so I have been a combination of a coach and a consultant for now. The past 18 years, I've had my own company. 18 years. And you know, one thing that I um, love about your work and love about your business is you're just continually scaling it. You're you're also dreaming big and you're really thinking about what you can do and the people that you can impact. So you're an incredible role model. And um, I love the content you provide and uh, just really solid information, great books. (laughs) So so I see your your business as the whole package there. And you have recently... um, Uh, worked on kind of this money mindset piece. And I think this is so important. Um, I know for sure, for me, the thing that I'm continuing to build and the thing for my business that uh, I had to really work on at the beginning. Um, and, And so tell us about your interest in just the mindset piece. Well, I started to think about what is the difference between speaker A and speaker B. Speaker A goes out and kicks butt and takes names. Their calendar is busy. I would put you in the speaker A column, Sindra. Their calendar is busy and they are, you know, kind of fearless in what they're doing. Speaker B is constantly second guessing themselves. Mm -hmm. and uh, constantly getting beat up on fees and um, is struggling, is struggling to, they kind of live in a world of struggle. And so I was starting to think about, well, what if I could help that second speaker figure it out? What if I could do that deep mindset work on people to really help them? So I had been following Brooke Castillo. She has a, a company called the Life Coach School. And I had been a part of the school kind of passively, you know, um, as a part of her scholars program. And an opportunity came up mid-COVID to do her coaching program, which is really expensive. And I talked it over with my husband and, you know, geez, babe, I don't know if now it's the time to do this. It's really expensive. And I don't know if I should be spending the money. 
And I kind of took my own medicine and I did it and I committed to it and I got certified just a few months ago. And this thought model isn't, especially for your listeners, your listeners who study mindset, they know what they're doing, right? Um, it's, it's not rocket science, what we're talking sure. about. It's a simple thought model that allows people to kind of work through almost any problem. And so I can, you know, share it with you in whatever capacity that you would like. But for me and my clients, it's been the difference between, um, you know, the struggling speaker moving them into the kick butt take name speaker mode, because I now know what the difference is, is mindset. Yeah. So what role do you see that mindset plays? in building a speaking business, but really, you know, we're talking about any business here. Everything. I mean, it's everything. I used to think that mindset or, or your thoughts or whatever were, you know, 50% of the equation. Now, Sandra, I believe it's a hundred percent of the equation. Mm -hmm. it, uh, so the, the, to drill down on this thought model, basically it is your thoughts equal your results. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts equal your, I mean, this is not new information. Think and grow rich. Norman Vincent Peale was, um, did I say that right? Um, he, that was a book that was written a long, long time ago, but it's bringing the ideas forward and your thoughts equal your results is still true today. And so usually if someone hasn't been getting results, I just talked to a gentleman yesterday who basically has had his business on pause for 18 months now. And I thought to myself, I didn't really say this out loud to him. Well, did you not see the opportunity? Right. He obviously thought what I thought 18 months ago. Oh my goodness. My industry is in trouble. All of the speeches are now gone. What am I going to do? That was my initial thought syndrome. I didn't know kind of where I started in a stressful situation. I didn't know what what number I would give myself in terms of resilience, but I actually, let's say resilience is 10. Someone who bounces back like that is mm -hmm. a 10. Mm -hmm. I started in the beginning of COVID at a three and I worked my way towards an eight over about a two week period. But I didn't realize that I started at a three when, when all hell breaks loose, what do I do? I kind of go to a deep, dark place for a minute and yeah. then I have to work myself back. And so that's what happened for me at the beginning of COVID. But at the two week mark, I was, you know, kind of back and recognized that people need me now more than ever. And yes, had yes. that man recognized that 18 months ago, right? He would have been, he would have been fine. Right. He, I mean, literally that's the difference between not doing business for 18 months and doing mm -hmm. business for 18 months. Yeah, that's incredible. And I completely agree when people ask me, you know, what percentage of performance is mental, right? And I'm thinking building a business is performance. I always say 100% because everything goes through your mind, right? And I think you've just given some great examples there. Um, and you've seen people during this time period of the last 18 months, like skyrocket their business. So it's had their best year ever. Yeah. So obviously it's possible, you know, because they were thinking differently. Yeah. And when you see the people that have really kind of stepped into their confidence and are fearless and are really, you know, I think at the heart of that, Jane, is that they're able to 
um, serve the people they're intended to serve and like ultimately live their purpose, right? You know, um, but what, what do you see them thinking about that's very different than maybe the speaker who's stuck? You kind of nailed it right there uh, when you said service. So uh, mm-hmm. Meredith Elliott Powell, who you may know through the National yes. Speakers Association that we all belong to. Meredith is a client of mine. And she saw the fire and I have told lots of people this and she put the fire hose on her shoulder and she ran towards it. And she said to her clients, how may I serve? How can I be of service to you? Your company is in trouble. She wasn't thinking about her company Mm -hmm. saying your company, your industry is in trouble. How may I be of service? And that's exactly what she did. And I believe 2020, when many, many speakers were having a difficult year, she had the best year of her business. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. And, and, And her mindset was, so what it comes down to is kind of like an individual thought. Remember I said to you earlier, uh, my initial thought in COVID was, oh my goodness, my industry has been wiped out. Yes. Obviously not a helpful thought. (laughs) Not something we want to hang on to for very long. And it really wasn't wiped out. It was just, it was just altered, but I really saw it in the beginning when all of the speeches went off of everybody's calendars, that was the thought that I had. And so the circumstance, if I run you through kind of the model, it starts with circumstance, the circumstance with COVID. And we kind of treat circumstances as neutral because one person might think one thing about COVID and somebody else might think about it completely different. So if we take it and make it neutral, then we recognize how important our thoughts about it are, right? You know, the old adage, it's not what happens to you. It's what you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The initial thought was industry, you know, devastation. And then the feeling was just like doom. It was so dark and rough. And then of course the actions that, so it goes circumstance is the top line. Then the thought, the thought results in some feelings. The feelings result in actions and then the actions get the result. So if you just write down on your page, if you're not driving, C-T-F-A-R going down, circumstance, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. This is not like a totally new model that people haven't heard in some variation before. But what I love about it is that direct line kind of between thoughts and results. So the minute, so what we call this first one is like the unintentional model. So I think everything is gone to hell in a handbasket is my feeling is doom, dread, despair. Let's say despair. We try to pick one feeling. I have a feeling of despair. So then I'm taking action from a place of despair. This is the kicker here. And I think this is where it gets into like the nitty gritties of mindset. And I really love it. And so what were my results? Big fat zero, no income, right? That's month one COVID. So then something happens and I'm, I'm just listening to Brooke's podcast and she calls a challenge and she says, okay, 
we're going to set, um, how did she call that? An impossible goal, but we're going to make it short term. Okay. And so I say to myself, okay, I am going to earn $50,000 and I'm going to do it by the end of May. $50,000 by May 31st is my impossible goal. And in that moment, I'm thinking really, really, really impossible. So I go to a more intentional thought. And actually, Chris West, a buddy of mine that you know, as well as I do, uh, an amazing uh, video producer slash entrepreneur. He really just is an amazing man. Um, we were doing a four-week series together. He said, Jane, people really need us. Let's do a four-week series together. And we called it uh, Brand Camp. I and, saw that. And, and so week one, I'm not even there. I mean, I'm I'm there, but Chris is running the show because I, I'm still back in this old thought. By yeah. about week two, I start to create my new thought. And my new thought is mm. people need me now more than ever. Yeah. People need me now more than ever. I still have a big sign up on my wall. People need me now more than ever. By week three, I'm back. By week four, we're having a blast at brand camp. And so it's really interesting to kind of watch that series back. It's like, Jane, you were absent in week one. But anyway, so I flipped the switch. I mean, literally, it was like a mindset switch flipped for me. Not only did I earn my $50,000 in revenue, I did it like in four weeks. I didn't Amazing. even need an extra month. Okay. Was, and that became, because I was my own test case with yeah. this thought work. And I thought, and that was when it was after that, that I decided to go ahead and do the training mm -hmm. in uh, the mindset coaching, because I thought if I could just do that for myself, and set these impossible goals, imagine how unstoppable everybody else will become. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I love that you gave us a, a specific example of you because I think to myself, well, um, you know, and especially a time that you struggled because I couldn't imagine that Jane would maybe struggle with this. <laughs> oh, so I was in a deep, dark place. I even said to my husband, I don't know if we're gonna, I think we might need to get out from under this house. Like we might need to sell this house. And we went through probably the darkest 10 days of our relationship so far. We've been together 15 years. And it, because neither of us really wanted to sell our house, but I was in sure. such a place of fear. Yeah. Such a place of fear yeah. when we have other homes and everything. And so I got really, really scared. And, um, Anyway, I quickly, I went around taking pictures for the realist, you know, if we were going to put it on the market and I went around in every room and like, I was practically crying by the end of my tour. I'm like, I love this house so much. I don't want to sell this house. And so finally I came to him and I said, okay, that's a decision based in fear. And I don't believe in that. Yeah. That's, that's off the table now. And yeah. I just had to remember, I just had to remember and so it was, it was a little bit of a time. I got emotion just talking about it. <laughs> well, it's, it's understandable that you'd feel fear. You know, I think there was so much coming at us. I felt, you know, during that time period, there was a solid week where I was feeling very similar and had to get myself out of it. I, 
um, did this really amazing summit kind of because I had this extra time and I was like, how can I serve? How can I give? It totally focused your energy in a positive direction. It was brilliant. And I really needed to because I was, well, I had a TED talk that I was getting ready for. And so I launched the summit on the day my TED talk was supposed to be just to kind of give me something to like, right, focus my energy on and to feel like I was doing something on purpose, you know, because it was, it was a really difficult time. Um, And so circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. I really appreciate this model because, um, Jane, there's some research about that if you pre-plan your thoughts, like let's say before a performance, it gives you more confidence and you have some plan, you know, when sort of like the automatic negative thoughts start coming in, you can say, no, I'm here for a reason. You know, I, whatever, I'm talented, I'm confident, whatever you need to say in that moment. Um, But what I like about this is you're sort of like doing that. You're thinking, and I think I read this in your book, Scaling Your Speaking Business, which is an incredible book, by the way. And I was, when you were outlining the unintentional and then intentional kind of model, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, oh, you could use it by thinking about the result. And then what's the thoughts you need to have? And so- Yes. And you can start anywhere. That's the beautiful thing is you can start with the result. My result was that 50K. And so I thought, okay, well, what thought do I need to have and generate a feeling of confidence? I knew that I needed to have confidence in the F line, which is the feeling line. And so what thought gives me confidence? And, 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 um, the thought ended up being, um, people need me now more than ever, but think about it like an Olympic athlete mm-hmm. who's doing a ski run and, yes. gonna, and that visualization part is exactly what we're talking about. They're starting with the end result, them going across the finish line. Yeah. You know, and um, th- that's the feeling that they want is like jubilance and they can totally use this thought model and just think about what is the one thought. I remember I did work for an Olympic athlete, Vince Pacenti, and his thought while he was going to the Olympics was, I'm the fastest speed skier in Canada, top 10 in the world. And he had that thought on these little yellow dots, which are like anchors. He put these little yellow dot, like in his wallet, on his mirror, um, you know, all over his house were these little yellow dots. And that was just an anchoring technique to, to lock in his thought. Yeah. And so I'm the fastest speed skier in Canada, top 10 in the world became his reality because of that thought. And then he needed to go on and, and make an Olympic uh, thought. And he ended up missing his, um, missing it because he hit a little bump. And oh. so he ended up missing first place uh, by, by just a very, very small amount of time. But uh, of course, at the Olympics, a small amount doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, you're, either, you're either first or you're not first. And I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. thing to, you know, we could do a whole episode on winning and not winning. Um, but actually, in the end, uh, it turned out that Vince did win at the Olympics because he gave his dad, who later passed away, the best time of his life. So that was a great uh, yeah. kind of ending to that story. Well, I love how he put them around like on the little yellow circles as an anchor 
right? Mm-hmm. And then, yes. what, and I kind of what I think about and how I relate that to, you know, maybe some of the things that I talk about a lot is I think I talk about what you think about yourself, you become, right? So if you're yes. thinking that you are going to be a top 10 in the world, right? And especially if you're telling yourself that regularly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, then you become time every day. I'll give you another anchor that I just started using are these little like index cards. Okay. And so I have a different color for, um, I have one for money, business goals, health goal, marriage and family goal. And then I have one, hopefully I can say this on your show, fearless bitch goal. <laughs> <laughs> and my fearless bitch goal is the one that I read the most. And, you know, it says things like I play big in my life. I am the best at what I do. I help, I help, have helped thousands of speakers add zeros to their income, like things like that, that just make me feel amazing about myself. <laughs> I'm totally telling everybody what my, I love uh, this. like my innermost thoughts here, but um, yeah, I mean, it, saying that every morning to myself just puts me yeah. in the place of power as I sit mm-hmm. here in my coaching chair. And then that rolls through and I'm able to give my, co- my clients confidence as a result. I have similar thoughts that I have pre-planned in the morning. One of them is like the work that I do changes millions of people's lives. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and, you know, uh, I restate my purpose statement. So I love that. And I love that you're giving us really tangible things that we can use. Yeah. Um, you know, that we could actually use to implement like our, if it's our, we need to kind of level up our thoughts about money. And yeah. I find that, you know, the reason that people have, um, you know, maybe beliefs about money that don't serve them is maybe things related to what they heard when they were growing up, you know, like money doesn't grow on trees or yeah. you have to save every penny of what you make. What, what do you see impacting people's um, beliefs and thoughts about money? Yeah, I think that they need to look at that like a river that's been going down the same path through the, you know, through the rocks for years and years and years. And they need to start steering it off into the tributary that they want. Like what is uh, money doesn't grow on trees was what I grew up knowing or hearing. And what I think I made that mean is that you have to work really hard for money yeah, And I actually didn't even want to believe that thought later in life. I read the four hour work week and I thought, actually, wait a second. I don't want to work hard yet. I do. So this is all a part of what we've developed in terms of the wealthy speaker lifestyle. It's all about mapping out the life that's perfect for you. Mm. There is no one size fits all in the wealthy speaker lifestyle. It's basically what means the lifestyle of your dreams to you. And so um, it may be that there's not as many zeros after my bank in my bank account, but that I'm able to go, you know, I take every Friday off or in the summertime, which I do. I, um, you know, we have a cottage that we worked really hard for and it came to us much sooner than we were really ready financially for it. We already had three other mortgages like, wow, we are going to get this cottage. This is crazy. Um, and being, being able to sit there, listen to the loons, 
uh, watch, you know, just a kayaker go by or something that's very serene. That to me is the ultimate wealthy speaker lifestyle. And so I've actually made some of my clients a lot wealthier than I personally am. And I'm actually still one. I'm still going to level up in my in my business. I'm not there yet. I'm on my way to be there. It's just a matter of time. Uh, but I'm taking my time about it. I'm not in it. I'm not being impatient about it. And um, I'm kind of excited. I, I, I think that most of the learning is going to be in the journey. Yes. And that's also what I think the role of goals are, by the way. It's like, you know, sometimes uh, we set really impossible goals. And I think they're, it's all about who we can become in the process. And if you don't get that specific number, well, you've really grown a lot. And, you know, think of all the people that you've impacted by having that big lofty goal of building your business. Yeah. And when you look back, I have 10 times my business once already. So I know I have the ability to do it again. It's just taking what I did already and multiplying it by 10 and not making it mean that I have to work 10 times harder. Yeah. I think back to your question, which is about how we grew up with these limiting beliefs based on whatever our parents gave us. It's now up to you Mm. to decide what your central thought is going to be about money. You get to decide what, that's the beauty of this thought model. The circumstance may be the circumstance. Let's say you grew up and you just had like the worst upbringing ever. And I do have a client who's a great example of that. She gets to decide today what she makes that mean to her. Yes. She is in the driver's seat in terms of what her thought is about that. And she gets to decide what she now thinks her life is going to look like going forward. As we speak, she is on a plane in first class, having got bumped up because of sheer will, (laughs) luck, I guess, uh, and Delta. Um, And she is going, I hope, to buy this dream property of hers in Florida this weekend. Like that to me just speaks volumes about the work because there have been moments where she was saying to me like, ah, you know, this is really scary. I don't know if I should be doing this. Uh, And that is her old life talking. Yeah. I just got goosebumps as you were saying, like you get to decide how you think about these circumstances that you Mm -hmm. can't control and you get to decide the thoughts that you want to guide you about money. Um, Mm -hmm. And about, I mean, we could say about yourself, about your work, but um, I want to ask you this powerful question about thoughts about money. So when you see, you know, your um, clients who've been successful on their terms, right, that whatever success means to them, what are some empowering beliefs you think that they've adopted about money? It's got, there's got to be something in there about them deserving it. Okay. And if you somehow don't feel worthy of your income, and I've done this personally firsthand, you may self-sabotage. So I worked for a speaker. I think what I believed in my life is that work needed to be a grind. 
needed to be difficult, needed to be not fun, needed to be a grind. That was money doesn't grow on trees to me. And so I got this first job representing this speaker and it was a grind. Straight commission, basement office, three years. I doubled her business year after year. And so people in the industry started to notice me. So then I get recruited out to Vancouver and now I go from a basement office to a corner office. I'm beside the big boss. He loves me. He's got a hundred employees in his big publishing company. I'm often the last person to leave at night. Yeah. And I get to my six figure income and something in me isn't lining up. And I think I am not worthy of earning so much money because I'm so used to the struggle, right? You can't go straight from the struggle to success. I couldn't anyway. Some people can, but I couldn't. And so what did I do? After two years, I imploded that job and I went over and started working like basically from zero with the Olympic athlete. I mean, speed skiers in Texas are not like a hot commodity. And I go (laughs) to work for a speed skier in Texas, but I saw the opportunity I saw that he was a good speaker and I knew that working under the roof of a bureau would be good for my career. So I slowly get my way back. It took me three years to get back to the six figure income and then on from there. But I had to learn that there was a level of worthiness inside of me Mm -hmm. and that I had worked hard for the money, but I didn't quite recognize it. My mindset hadn't caught up to it. Yeah, so I didn't really be able to step into it. And funny enough, I had a life coach back in the Dallas days, and this was, you know, over 20 years ago now. Um, and he and I mapped out the exact life that I'm living today. He asked me, what do you want? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, so he just started, you know, giving me ideas. And so we wrote it all out in the exact life. I'm, I said I was going to have children in my life. Well, I've never had a child, but I have six grandbabies now or five, one on the way. And so I became a stepmom and a GMA all on the same day when I married my husband. And it all came true exactly what he helped me envision. And so that's the power of doing that visualization piece and mindset. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for describing, you know, uh, w- you know, times where you've used this. And I'm thinking just about the power of these beliefs and these thoughts about money. And there's one thing that you said, I think a lot of people really have about this thought about money. You know, I have to work hard to make money. And some, sometimes it can feel like you're just like spinning because you're working so hard and, and it's a grind. Um, Let's talk about all of those thoughts. Uh, I have to work hard to make money. I don't know. I don't know how to get to that figure. Um, I'm confused about what I should be doing. Uh, All of those are just thoughts. Yeah. And so if you really examine them, it's, you, you can change it and decide to think something else. I don't know how to get to 1.7 million but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. That could be my new thought. Right. And so I'm thinking about the thought model and if it's like, okay, the thought is, I don't know how to make that figure. The feeling Mm -hmm. is um, frustration. Or Uh, like defeat before you even begin. Right. You're already defeated with that thought. 
And then the actions, you don't take much action because you're not creative and you're not thinking about what is possible for you to make that figure that you're thinking about. And then results are you don't make it. <laughs> so exactly. the and, way and- I think for you, like you've done this mindset work for a really long time. I think the the juicy bit is right there in the action line, because when you realize what feeling is driving the action. So let's say it's defeat. Um, I don't know how to do this. I'm never going to get it done. You start taking all the actions and you're doing all the things but you're coming from the place of defeat rather than if you started from a place of confidence and take all the actions, all those same actions, you're actually like almost energetically putting it out into the world in a totally different place. And that's the piece that I think, you know, you have really done it well and like recognizing that that's exactly what you've done. Yeah. Thank you for, for pointing that out. Uh, and I, I like what you're saying is like going to the feeling. What's the feeling that you want to have? So what feeling do you need to believe that you can make this this amount, whatever that is for you? Um, for, confidence, whatever it might be, right? Yeah. And then what's the thought that's going to lead to that feeling? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Really figuring out, you know, people need me now more than ever. And coming from a feeling of confidence and then taking all the actions, you know, in a company that's been around for 18 years, we take a lot of actions and we take them all consistently. Mm -hmm. So we're already doing it kind of on autopilot. But if the feeling that's driving the actions, when I'm writing my latest blog post and I'm feeling despair instead of confidence, Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) Right. Even if it's not like a front and center problem, it's an energetic problem. There's an issue somewhere out there in the region that we need to address. Yes, absolutely. Uh, You know, this has been so powerful, Jane. Um, I love during this podcast. (laughs) What did you say? Three times during this podcast. I've never cried on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, That is powerful. And what I love about that is, you know, I really appreciate your vulnerability and just sharing with us your inner thoughts. I think when when I hear that, and I know when everyone who's listening is hearing it as well, you know, it just helps us connect with you. But also it's like, okay, we're not alone. We have these thoughts too. Um, and, uh, and, And I am inspired by hearing how you continue to work on yourself. Um, you have so many amazing ways that people can get involved with your work. You have uh, several books. The latest book, book is Scaling Your Speaking Business, 10 Strategies for Earning More While Doing Less. Uh, you also have a wealthy speaker school and a podcast. You do coaching and masterminds. That's, that's how I got involved in your work is I started listening to the podcast and I'm like, huh, I think I'm going to like this person, Jane. And, uh, and then hired you as a coach and was in your mastermind for several years. So tell us how we can get involved in your world. Well, actually, if there's someone who's just thinking about stepping into speaking, the scaling book is a little bit further along. That's a more uh, advanced book, but the wealthy speaker 2.0 is kind of a good starting position. And then if people come over to speakerlauncher.com 
They can see the latest podcast. They can see our latest blog. We just ran a contest for uh, the best virtual speaking demo video to be able to demonstrate what virtual speaking looks amazing. Uh, so we have a lot of freebies over there that people can take advantage of. Awesome. Jane, thank you so much for your time. I love that we worked through the thought model and really talked a lot about mindset today and how we can level up our mindset. I know, you know, anybody who's listening, even if they aren't a speaker, can get a lot uh, of um, take walk away from um, the podcast, really learning a lot today. So thank you. thank you. I'm grateful to spend time with you today. So fun for me. <laughs> Way to go for finishing another episode of the High Performance Mindset. I'm giving you a virtual fist pump. Holy cow, did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, remember to subscribe and you can head over to Dr. Sindra for show notes and to join my exclusive community for high performers where you get access to videos about mindset each week. So again, you can head over to Dr. Sindra. That's D-R-C-I-N-D-R-A dot com. See you next week.